0: what is up waffle gang i do hope you are well my name is mark and today we're checking out some more i slash am i the butthole and if you love a reddit story why not consider hitting that subscribe button today thank you so much for your love support and time and let's crack on with today's first story much love guys Now, our first story does follow with an update. And before we get into it, there is hints of bullying behavior. So if you do want to skip, please feel free to do so. That's what the timestamps are for. And let's crack on with it. And it's from No History 6771 titled, Would I be the asshole if I didn't go support my brother, even though he's done the same for me countless times? Throwaway account. It's more nuanced than it seems in the title, I promise. But that basically breaks the situation down i20 non-binary have a brother 15 male and a sister 17 female who is currently in high school they go to the same high school i went to when i was there i was heavily involved in theater i did a lot of acting the teachers knew me very well and liked me a lot and i worked hard in my time there so left a good impression after i'd gone my brother this year decided to try it out and he got casted in their show which i am so proud of him however i don't know if i can see it After I graduated, my sister and I went through some pretty traumatic events that were the fault of some friends from high school. Without disclosing too much, it ended up with them spreading a lot of horrible lies about us and bad things came out of it. We can now no longer frequent certain areas of our hometown in fear of running into them. It's been two years and it still hits pretty hard. The issue is that some of these people are in theater with my brother. He doesn't affiliate with them, obviously, but they're still there. My sister sees them occasionally at school and they have treated her poorly and made her uncomfortable. I'm not sure if I emotionally will be able to handle going to see my brother's show at the high school, knowing I full well will see some of those people and run into my teachers, even though the events had nothing to do with school. Any thought of seeing people from that era of my life makes me feel sick, like I've tied them to that bad time. I've gone to college and met new people, which is why I say they're from that old era of our lives. I feel awful. My brother has seen almost every single one of the shows I put on and our mutual love of theater brings us together. But the thought of going back to that high school makes me feel sick to my stomach. I don't want to disclose too much, but I'm not throwing around the words traumatic event lightly or using them as buzzwords. We really did go through a horrible time and I never want to see those people again, at least not willingly. I think it will cause a lot of harm emotionally and backtrack a lot of the work I've done in therapy. I know my mum would support me in not wanting to go see the show, but I still feel bad, like I'm letting my brother down. I think he'd say he understand, but secretly be disappointed. Would I be the asshole if I don't go to see this show? Now, to me, it's a not the asshole in this situation, obviously with a conversation with your brother, explaining to him why you feel that you can't attend. and putting myself in brother's shoes and knowing that you're coming to me, knowing that you can't face these people because whatever happened in the past and you're protecting yourself from it, I would accept that 100%. There's no doubt that I would accept that. Explaining that you've gone through therapy to get over this sort of stuff, and you're know you protecting your own mental health in this. There's 100% if a family member came up to me saying that sort of stuff, I'd respect that 100% and say, yeah, you certainly stay at home. I don't want you doing anything to yourself that's gonna damage you in any way. I can see the love and support you have for your brother in this situation, so you're definitely not the asshole to me. Obviously, we don't know what the traumatic event is, but it, it's, it's still gonna be a not the arsehole for me in this situation. But a Canadian snack says not the asshole. Why not have your mum record it and do a home premiere? You can buy him flowers and watch it together, or do a backyard movie night, or you can throw an amazing after party for him, invite his theater friends and make it a blast. Map tier one says, I'm gonna say no one's an arsehole here based on the information provided, but have you talked to him about it and explain how you feel? He might understand if you just have this conversation with him. Opie says, I plan on talking to him about it, but I also know his response would immediately be, it's fine, I understand, don't come. Because he understands the seriousness of the previous situation with the old friends and he's such a good kid. But I also think he'd be let down nonetheless, which I would understand and not hold against him whatsoever, obviously. I wanted to find a neutral, uninvolved opinion to think about it before I officially talk to him designated floater says there's not enough info without knowing what the traumatic event is or what they are doing that makes you and your sister uncomfortable sorry generally i would say you shouldn't let bullies keep you from enjoying your life but that really truly could depend on what the situation is opie replies saying it involved physical harm and harassment online to the point of almost stalking that's all i feel comfortable disclosing all oh, fuckity says you would be the asshole but not an atrocious one Feeling discomfort isn't always the worst thing and cognitive behavioral therapy encourages safe exposure as a way to basically reprogram your brain. So not only would it be the right thing for your relationship with your brother for you to support a show, it would also be better for you and your healing. Going to the show, being surrounded by old friends and teachers and focusing on your brother and your shared passions will be an amazing way for you to take power away from the bad people and for you to reclaim bits of your hometown. I would also recommend having some breathing techniques down, which I'm sure you do with your theater background, and something that you've designated as a talisman, like a ring or a necklace or a scarf that you can physically touch to ground yourself if you feel yourself getting distressed. And be this is all predicted on your physical safety never being in question. And one more from Delicious Eggplant who says, ugh, I'm torn. I feel like you shouldn't let anyone discourage you from supporting your brother and be there clapping the loudest. Now we'll move on to the update to see what that says. Thanks to those who replied to me, I gave it some thought and ended up not speaking to my brother about my doubts of going to his show, gritted my teeth and went to support. My mum was with me and upon my request stayed by my side the entire night. We showed up right when the show started to avoid the pre-show milling about to speak to others and left right away at the end. Like a few had said in the previous comments, it was more empowering to face an environment that previously brought me fear. I saw from a distance an individual I've been afraid to encounter and they ended up going out of my way to avoid me. So those of you who said so were right. I ended up being the bigger person and the least afraid and going and showing that those people had no control over me. I'm glad I was there to support my brother. And I think that's a wonderful update that that the OP's got to the point of actually doing that taking that control back and facing their own fears, which I think is a wonderful thing, but I think it's also important to mention, and this is purely my view, so don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, That I think if OP wasn't able to face it, I think that would have still been perfectly acceptable. And I'm only taking this based on my previous experiences, and I'm I'm not saying it's similar or exactly the same, but when I went through something where I was getting physically abused at school, by two guys that I've, i've explained about before in the past and they'd slam my head into the desk one kicked me down the stairs once and knocked me out made my school life a living hell in that last year i can't remember nothing about it i can't remember nothing about the education side of things i would come in my first thought is how can i get out after register and then i'd come back in the afternoon to do afternoon register and disappear again literally sneaking out of school which i'm not saying is the right way to be dealing with things because it certainly isn't but that's i can remember that's all that was going through my head at that point it was there was no plans to deal with the actual person you know that had already been approached and it wasn't happening i was too scared to you know approach it again in in fear of retaliation from these people who were already known for that kind of behavior wasn't my character at all I was someone who loved school but they totally ruined my last year and I remember seeing one of these after we finished school and I was about 20 years old and I was still scared that time I saw them he grinned at me and he was with that person who used to bully me as well the couple were still together these two lads and they grinned at me like almost knowing that they still had that effect on me and I think it takes a lot of time to process all these feelings and you know eventually being able to you know face that fear and some people don't it takes a lot of therapy to get through. Like Opie said in their previous post that they went through therapy to get to the point they're at now. I mean, these days, I wouldn't question being in the same room with that guy. <laughs> it wouldn't bother me at all. But I just think it's important to say it takes time to heal, therapy to heal if needed, of course. But ultimately, you're in control of your own boundaries. Again, though, I'm not saying I'm like completely right on this because I do have a lot of bad takes as well. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys make of this story? And let's move on to the next one. And our next story comes from New Year's Trip 68. Am I the asshole for not inviting my friends for an annual New Year's trip because they didn't invite me last year. This is a throwaway because two of the said friends follow me on Reddit. Hope they don't see this. Anyway, so my friends and I have been traveling for every new year since we were 16. We are in our early 20s now. It's a friend group of six, three girls, three guys, and naturally we all dated someone from the group at some point in high school. The guy I used to date and me broke up in 2020, but stayed friends. He found a new girlfriend a few months after that. Let's call her Amy. But I was okay with it and we all continue to hang out. Now, New Year 2021 is coming up and we start to plan our trip. We were supposed to go to Greece. Usually, I'm the one talking to agencies and trying to save as much money as we can. Everything is fine and going well until a month before the trip. My ex best friend comes over and tells me that Amy is uncomfortable with me going on a trip because everyone is coupled up and I was single. And given my history with her boyfriend, she felt awkward. I felt sorry because I never got the feeling that she didn't like me or anything. So I asked if that means that she's not coming or what. Turns out that she still wanted to come but just didn't want me there. I was kind of hurt by this, but even more when the rest of my friends agreed that maybe it would be better if I didn't come. So there would be no drama on the trip. Anyways, I didn't go. Kind of stayed away from Amy and my ex since then and stopped hanging out as much with all of them. Not long ago, Amy and ex broke up. I don't know why. And now this year's trip is coming up. I already have plans with my roommate and we're going to Amsterdam. When my friends learned about this, they just assumed they're coming with us as well. I told them that roommate and I are going alone and if they want to go, they can plan it for themselves. But this is not a group trip. It's petty, I know, but feels right to do to them what they did to me. Anyways, they called me some names and we had a fight. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe I am in the wrong. I mean, I'm ending a year's long friendships over some stupid trip. So am I the asshole? And to me in this one, it automatically felt like, you know, they're the one who's broke the year's long friendship by disinviting you from this trip for not really a good reason. If Amy felt uncomfortable, She should have been the one not going, not asking you, not insisting you don't go, and then the friends agreeing. They're not friends to me in this situation. You did the right thing by going on your own trip. Enjoy Amsterdam, it's a great place. But Mystical Geometry says, not the asshole. Your friends ditched you for no good reason last year. If Amy was uncomfortable, she shouldn't have come. You aren't even as close anymore, and you don't owe them anything. Regarding ending your friendship completely, I think you should have a talk with them. I'm sure they've noticed your friendship has drifted in the past year. If they aren't receptive or apologetic, maybe it's time to let them go completely. Opie replies saying, honestly, maybe it is time to let go of them. They don't think they are in the wrong, just me. And honestly, I might be. I might be an asshole even, but I want them to see that they are too, not just me. Love giving advice says not the asshole. They aren't really your friends either. They didn't mind hurting your feelings when it worked in their favor. Now they want to piggyback on your trip. Nope. Find some friends who will care about your feelings and stick up for you. If they had apologized earlier, I would feel differently, but what they did was rude and hurtful. Chittakin says, not the asshole. Your friends picked your ex's girlfriend and her feelings over you, which proves that they're not great friends. That they're upset you made other plans when they didn't spend last year with you is ridiculous. Should you have talked to them? Yeah, probably. But unless you told them about your plans and weren't clear that it was just you and your roommate, you're not an asshole for making other plans since you can no longer trust that group of people. Aram the Lily says that not the asshole, they broke the tradition and year-long friendships last year. They chose the comfort of someone they didn't know over said tradition and friendships. It's over. What are they expecting? You to do the work and make up numbers when no one better can come. And one more from unlucky profession 41 who says, it's not petty OP, it's fair. Can't believe they did you like that. They uninvited you to a trip you helped plan and after you started planning the trip. I could understand if X and Amy decided to forego the trip if you were going, but I don't get how all your friends decided to essentially use Amy to replace you on the trip and you were just supposed to understand. How superficial are these friends? Have a great time and don't spare them a thought not the asshole, And we'll keep an eye out for an update on this one. But what would you do if you found yourself in this situation? Let us know in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Now this next story has the potential of nightmare neighbors, so I thought I've got to read it. And it's from exploded brief who says, am I the asshole for chipping dog poop into my neighbor's front yard? (laughs) I bought my house about three months ago. When I moved in, I noticed there were a couple of dozen lumps of dried dog dew on the side of my front yard before I mowed the first time. I went out and picked them up with a plastic bag over my hand. The next day, I noticed a couple more fresh turds on my lawn, so I kept an eye out for the culprit. It didn't take long to realize that my next door neighbors have some sort of Benji looking fluffball of a pooch that they let out unattended a couple of times a day. The dog would sniff around a while then run over to my yard and poop every time. It was as if they were trained that way. The daily poo accumulation rates seemed to be two or three. I hardly knew my neighbors so I was hesitant to approach them with this sort of issue right out of the gate. I waited a couple of weeks but I made sure to go out and pick up the poop while my neighbors were outside. One Saturday afternoon, I saw my neighbor out front while I was tending the garden. I said hello and started a simple conversation. After a few minutes, I mentioned the poop and said it would be appreciated if they could pick up after their dog. My neighbor laughed and said, that's not from his dog, that there is a stray dog in the neighborhood that does that everywhere. Hmm, what to do? I decided to train my video doorbell to the poop zone (laughs) and set the sensitivity to high. Within a week, I had a robust collection of video evidence incriminating my neighbor's dog. I'm no poo pathologist, but it's also pretty clear to me that all the poo in my yard came from the same doggo bunghole. Armed with mountains of evidence, I took the opportunity to approach my neighbor's wife when she was walking the dog. I didn't go into forensic details, but simply asked her if she wouldn't mind picking up after a dog in my yard. She also denied it, and the conversation ended awkwardly at best i spent several more days noodling over what to do and decided to take matters into my own hands i pulled a pitching wedge out of my golf bag and proceeded to chip the dog scat from my front yard into my neighbors beyond solving my immediate problem i could also work a bit on my short game this went on for some time it became weekly ritual that i sort of enjoyed i did it without shame and in broad daylight everything was copacetic until last saturday I was out doing my thing when my neighbor's wife barged out her front door screaming. She told me that I can't do that and called me every name in the book, including the obligatory a-hole word. I tried to keep my cool and told her that I was simply returning what was theirs. Last thing I heard was that she was calling the police as she left. I continued and finished up my chipping session. I never heard from the police. I haven't seen my neighbor's faces and I haven't seen another poop on my lawn. I'll probably have a horrible relationship with my neighbors forever now, but my immediate problem is solved. Am I the asshole? Edit, lots of discussion about whether or not I showed the video. In my second encounter with a neighbor, I told them I had video of it. She said something like, what? The conversation escalated to awkward and ended shortly after. So I did not show the video, but I did tell them I had it. And that was going to be my only question after this story is did you actually show them the videos in the end and clearly you told them about it. They really didn't care too much. And let's face it, you was never going to have a good relationship with these neighbors anyway, just from the shitty attitude they have. (laughs) I'm sorry. But Dell901 says, not the arsehole, you are simply returning their property. Tube says, not the arsehole, you are kindly just returning their property. However, you could have been a little more diplomatic, considering these will be your neighbors for some time, and it would be best not to make them enemies. Maybe you could have shown them the video or some photos as evidence. And yet, yeah, obviously, OP replied to that in their edit. Essex Catwoman says, not the arsehole, but get a fence. And I'm going to assume, probably wrongly in this case, this may be a US story. Is there any case where you're not allowed like a front yard fence? Can you just put a fence up if you want to? But V2Den says, not the asshole, excellent solution to an asshole, irresponsible neighbor. And Dragon Rose says, not the asshole, you tried very nicely on more than one occasion to get them to pick up after their dog. Not even keep it from your yard, just pick up after it. They denied it every time knowing after the second time that you have photographic evidence that their dog is the culprit. Now, what do you guys think of this one? I think it may belong on Petty Revenge as well, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Legal Ad 4575 titled, am I the asshole for refusing to get up at five to make my husband breakfast as part of my stay at home Mum routine? My female 31, husband male 34, recently found a job and officially became the breadwinner and me, the stay-at-home mum. In the past few days, he has been complaining about getting up in the morning and not getting breakfast. He said that I should be getting up before him at 5 a.m. to make him breakfast as part of my stay-at-home mum routine. I asked why he can't do it himself since he used to do everything and he had two points. One, he is no longer employed, he is the breadwinner, Now his job is to provide for the family, and two, he says he barely gets ready and finds no time to make himself breakfast. I pointed out that I cannot be expected to wake up at five, after staying up at night with the baby and reminding him of what I do during the day, since that is a job and a difficult one at that. He argued that he still thought it was unfair that he has to make breakfast before going to work, and I should do it as part of my job. I at this point said he was taking advantage of me and he's still an abled body and can do it himself. And if he saves time, he uses it to read the news on his phone or time spent in the shower. He made a face and called me unbelievable for claiming he was taking advantage of me when he is the one bringing in the money and then shrugged and said he had just canceled breakfast, but his job is very stressful and that it might affect his health. He keeps suggesting it, but I keep refusing. He claimed I was being unfair and unsupportive of him, taking on a new job, and I was not respecting my part of the deal. Am I the asshole? Edit. First, I'm usually the one who handled making breakfast in the past when we both used to wake up at nine. He does not like any pre-made food and likes breakfast to be fresh, which consists of ham, pancakes, etc., as well as freshly made fruit juice. Basically, a full breakfast I used to make when we were both unemployed." Now, this is going to be a clear, not the arsehole for me. And the only point I'm going to touch on on this one is where he turns around and says, you know, okay, I'm going to skip breakfast then. But pretty much says it's on you that he may get sick from his stressful job because he's not getting breakfast anymore. And that's a really shady, shitty thing to do, in my opinion. But adjusting stuff says, I was having a shit day at work. Then I read this. I feel a lot better that I'm not the joke that your husband is. Not the arsehole. He needs to grow up and take care of himself. If not, he can stay up all night with a baby so that you can cook him breakfast. Fair is fair, right? Otherwise, he should work on learning how to pour cereal and milk into a bowl. It's something that requires him to remove his head out of his arse, though. So just warn him of this beforehand. (laughs) Cups of Cursed Tea says, Not the arsehole, he's completely capable of making his own breakfast. Outside of his work hours, jobs at home should be 50 50. You should not be 100% go all the time. And his whining and blaming you for his health declines is emotionally manipulative. Seravian says, Not the asshole at all. Also, recognize his, Well, if you don't make me breakfast, I'll skip it and that might make me sick, is a manipulation tactic, which is super unhealthy. He wants you to serve him despite staying at home to take care and raise the kids, while I'm assuming also taking care of the cleaning and cooking, general house maintenance. Your husband is the arsehole and I would be wary of any other red flags he displays. Curry mummy milker says not the arsehole. I swear men are so entitled sometimes. Being a stay-at-home mum is a full-time job you never clock out of. He's a 34-year-old man with working arms and legs. If he can't make himself breakfast at this big age, something is wrong and Shiman bob says not the asshole. that's so gross being a stay-at-home mom is already a job in and of itself that job is taking care of the baby not your husband you're his wife not his maiden or his mother now what do you guys make of this situation how would you deal with it let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story and our next story comes from Just Tell Me No, who says, Am I the arsehole for telling my husband I will continue taking a nap after work instead of finding something to keep me busy? My husband and I recently got married and moved in together. He comes from a background of what I consider to be toxic productivity. If he isn't busy doing something, he finds something to do. I have never been this way, and it's not like he didn't know that considering we've been together for four to five years. I'm not sure if he thought he would change me after getting married or what, but it's exhausting. I am a school teacher right now. I make 38K a year and I work at minimum nine to 11 hour days. I also have endometriosis. He works with heavy equipment and makes close to six figures. He works a minimum of 12 hours a day. He and I have a cooking schedule where we interchange who cooks. This has worked out really well for us. He helps clean everything besides the floors and I help clean everything besides the shower. I do all the laundry myself and I also vacuum and mop the floors myself. He walks the dog in the morning, I walk her at night. I like to think everything is pretty evenly divided. Every single time he finds out I came home and took a nap, he seems to be in a down mood. We always end up having a conversation about how he thinks my nap should be limited to one hour and that instead I should find something to do if everything else in the house is done, like reorganizing the closet. For example, yesterday, I came home and worked my ass off for the house to be spotless and to cook. He cried from how thankful he was that I did so much. Today, with a still spotless house, he was upset because I woke a few minutes after he came home and he says it isn't normal to want to nap often. I nap when I get home from work about two to three times a week, never while he is home. And it is never a problem. It is always a problem if he comes home and I am just waking up. He said I need to conform to normal sleep times. Napping like that isn't healthy and there is always something to do. I say I can nap whenever I want as long as the house is clean and I'm not cutting into our dinner time. It seems he is hell-bent on napping, cutting into my productivity. But when I set an alarm before he arrives and appear awake, he has no issues with how productive I am. I think he is the arsehole for wanting to change the way I have been my whole life and he thinks I'm an arsehole for napping too much instead of filling my time with whatever else. Am I the arsehole for refusing to change for seemingly no valid reason? Hell no, now I'm going to come from purely my perspective and I love a nap when I get the chance. And especially yourself in this situation, it sounds like there's nothing... You know, it's not holding you back in any other aspect of your life, you know. You're, you're cleaning the house, you're cooking, you're doing everything, and everything's split 50-50. And the fact he just doesn't like coming home to finding you sleeping because what, does he think it's lazy or what, or unproductive, as he may say. It just sounds a little bit controlling to me, so it's an absolute not the arsehole. I'm a big fan of a nap, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> but Tiny says, not the asshole. It is absolutely as normal to want a nap. I'm 32, I work a mentally taxing job and I still routinely go to take a nap with my partner. You need to confirm to normal sleep times. Why, because he says so. If you are tired, that is your body's way of telling you you should sleep. How many hours of sleep are you getting in a night? There is always something to do. Okay, and? I don't put all my day into my job because I will burn out. You need to take care of yourself. Why the hell does he care about your productivity being maximized? Things are getting done. What the hell is the point of working hard if your reward is more goddess-damned work? OP says, I sleep a full night with him. We try to go to bed at 10.30 p.m., and then I squeeze in my nap after work every once in a while. I'd be lying if I said I don't want to nap after work every day, but I feel too guilty with all this hoopla. Oh, that's another word that I absolutely love, a bit of hoopla. I personally think the guy can just go in a pound sand or a kick a rock or something. Holy sarcasm says, not the arsehole. I really have a hard time believing this issue was completely unknown before you married. He had to know you napped and you had to know he was controlling from other behavior, if not issues related to the napping. You need marriage counseling. His wanting to control your behavior is unacceptable whether or not there are issues with anything. Opie replies again saying he did. It was a running joke in my family that I was the sleepy one the one that slept 12 plus hours since I was an infant and my mum always jokes about having to wake me up at 9am when she put me to bed at 7.30pm the night before. It's how I've always been and I try my best not to step onto his home time so we can spend it together. This is one thing he's been weird about. His family has an anti-napping mentality and that's how he always lived. And Spanking says, not the asshole. He can stay as busy as he wants. He doesn't get to regulate how you use your own downtime. I personally love naps. If someone nagged me about them, I'd have some less than polite words for them. And one more from a magical brat who replies to that saying, better than me, I've got one ex who's still a best friend after 35 years, who used to send unsuspecting partygoers who slept over the night before to wake me up. He'd pick the one who'd been the asshole and send them into, into the room with instructions to be really quiet when you go in and don't go near the bed, but just open the curtains quickly. You see, the morning sun would hit you square in the face when the curtains are open. I'm not a morning person. I'm so not a morning person to the point when I joined the army, my DS once asked me to step aside with him at about 5 a.m. So I did, and he asks, very quietly mind, why is it I can sense the middle finger in your good morning DS every morning? Because you can, DS. He said I could speak freely and I was the platoon guide. So whatever poor soul who snuck in thinking they were being kind by waking me up, Got whatever i could reach thrown at them <laughs> now what do you guys make of this story what are your thoughts on all of today's stories if you choose to share them a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today and getting involved in this in the stories involved in the channel it means the absolute world i hope to see you in the next one take care and much love goodbye